The Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Cerventi. Merry Christmas, Craig. Oh, happy holiday season, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Virgin on Greatness Christmas special for 2020. It is the end of 2020. Uh, the year that would never end. It's uh, Yes, well, we'll see. We've got, we we'll got see. Uh, not long to go. I think it's going to happen if, somehow. If, if 2020 was, was, a, was a movie, would it be, would it be a, a thriller, a horror, a... Um, one of those live action, you know, found footage films. It would be comedy. <laughs> it would be a clusterfuck. It would be a clusterfuck. Speaking of, of which, our movie. <laughs> We've got a good one. That's actually that's a that's a terrible joke, and that's not fair. This movie's not it's a, a clusterfuck. It's a great segue, though. I love it. That's eyes wide shut. Seamless. Eyes wide yeah. shut is eyes the movie shut. is the movie yeah. we're doing today, which is which is not a clusterfuck. It's um. Yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting movie. Um, actually, uh, it's certainly I, a bold Christmas pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were looking, we were on the lookout for, yeah, on the lookout for just that a bold a bold Christmas movie to do, and this has been on our list since we since we started this podcast. I think and, this is one of the first films we put on the list. Yeah, this is, yeah. It was I por- think if, if we go back and have a look at that document that we had that has the list of films that we want to do. Or could potentially do. I think this is like right up at the top. This yeah. is in the, in the top five picks. Yeah, it's pretty high up there. So this is a podcast where we uh, we pick a movie. Oh yeah, why don't we tell them what we is, do, Mike? Yeah, we're a podcast. A podcast where we pick a movie that is not quite there. It's pretty good. It's It hangs together pretty well. But you just walk out and you think, man, there was something a little bit off about that movie. Yeah. I can't quite think what it is. We're, and we, we're less we tr- about the ET and more about the Mac and me. If if that's a reference that Mike gets, but yeah, we're no. I'm getting no. No, you, you haven't seen Mac and me. We should Some, put that on the list. That's an amazing movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we try and we try and figure out try and figure out what 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 it is that's that's stopping this movie from being great, and then we um, just make a call at the end on how how great is it? Is it verging on greatness or is it wallowing in mediocrity? And and tonight and today, this afternoon, this morning, we're going to be doing 1999's Stanley Kubrick's final film, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. So, um, so Craig, you've done a little bit of uh, uh, research on the the making of this. So, or, or refresh your research because this is this doesn't require uh, deep well, research. This was big news when this movie came out, but that's twenty years ago now. Remind us. Ago. Uh, remind us. Oh my god. What was the, was, what was the context was this movie such... came out in? Uh, well, it was 1999. It was a simpler time. Um, all we were worried about was uh, the Y2K bug and uh, whether whether or not we were going to party like it was 1999. <laughs> That's all we cared for in 99. Uh, I don't think the Gulf War version 2 had started yet. Uh, I think we had had some, some presidential scandal in the US because you know Bill Clinton couldn't keep his hands off the interns. And uh, we had... We had the first film from Stanley Kubrick in, in over a decade. So he went from making um, Full Metal Jacket in 87, uh, which is a classic, um, to nothing 
for uh, 13 years, pretty much, and then and then Eyes Wide Shut, starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, who at the time were still married and were probably the biggest the biggest stars in the world. Tom Cruise yeah. is still the biggest one of the biggest stars in the world, but not for his acting. He he seemingly is willing to go to any lengths to make a movie, including t- learning to fly an F-18 jet. Um, and Nicole Kidman is still probably one of the most beautiful women to have ever graced the, the face of the planet and a very decent actress in her own right. Academy Award winning actress in her own right. Yeah, but she's still... Stanley I mean, Kubrick. She's uh, still getting good work. Yeah. Beyond, yeah, beyond, she... an, beyond an age where a lot of, a lot of Hollywood women cease to get work yeah she's still she's still considered like she's still cast as that beautiful woman um i literally watched uh the prom which is a musical on netflix last night and it has nicole kidman cast as the aging showgirl um chorus line girl in mm. that and she is she is every bit that character um yeah and in 99 um she had she, uh, was moulin rouge out in 99 i can't remember or if that was early 2000s but nicole kidman just goes from you know she was definitely the definitely the prettiest woman in the world at the time and watching this for the first time and since it came out in cinemas uh reminded me of just how gorgeous she she is Mm. um and so even though she's so she's playing a character who has been married for nine years so you, you you need to assume that she's in her early 30s in this and this is 20 years this is 20 years ago yeah so she's, I think she's 50s now. I mean, gosh, I saw her in BMX Bandits in the in the early 80s, um, and she was gorgeous in that. She had a huge shock of red hair. But anyway, so this this film was was Stanley Kubrick's um, uh, magnum opus. Um, he, it famously went on to shoot for over 400 days. Um, it Tom and Nicole signed open-ended contracts, which meant there's a there's a whole list of films that Tom didn't become a, didn't get involved in which make for interesting, um, you know, what if sort of scenarios, um, because he was still shooting this movie. Um, and, uh, famously it had hundreds of takes for simple things like walking across a room and opening a door. Right. And, um, he died, Stanley died four days after turning in his edit of this movie. So this film killed him. Um, and the movie, the film that is released is, um, for the most part, Stanley's edit final edit who, who famously had final edit on everything he did so yeah this is stanley kubrick's last movie um you know gosh 2001 stanley kubrick he made eyes wide shut which could only which could be easily described as softcore porn but um yeah stanley kubrick everybody i used to be a huge stanley kubrick fan yeah yeah used to be still am i'm a huge stanley kubrick fan yep did her that yeah what was your first Stanley Kubrick movie? Which which one did you see first? I think I started with Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Most okay. likely. And I think it was I the same, to, actually. Back to Clockwork Orange. Yep. From there. I th- yeah, I think that's might the same was, sequence. Might have been 2001, might have been the first. I think I had heard of, like, 2001 Clockwork Orange and... Um, uh, Full Metal Jacket, certainly, certainly Full Metal Jacket. 
the Arley Emery, the, the, the gunnery sergeant bits. I'd, I'd seen all of those um, like dozens of times. But um, yeah, I think 2001, I think I, I recognized that something special was happening in 2001. And it was like one of the first films I ever watched where I was like, I went back and rewatched it. And then I went and read the book. And then I did a whole bunch of reading about the making of the movie because mm. there was something happening there I just didn't really understand. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was definitely that annoying um, film buff who was constantly trying to make people watch Stanley Kubrick films um, and then wondering why I was no longer getting invited to the parties. <laughs> So. Yeah, I'm, I, now I was pretty young when this movie came out, and I was certainly uh, not equipped to conceive in any way of what it was, what some of the themes it was trying to convey about um, marriage and fidelity. Yeah. So that all that all went completely over my head. As yeah, it's, so it's quite different watching this as a uh, yeah a, a, an eighteen a an eighteen adult. year old. Yeah man working in a video store and now 20 years later um and in fact i have been married for exactly the amount of time that bill and alice have been married nine years nine years Um, is that have you been married nine years i have been married nine years um and they have a they have a they have a daughter in this i've got i've got two kids myself i've got two sons um so i'm did you uh, steal those kids from the supermarket like a normal person no i i made (laughs) Made them all yourself (laughs) (laughs) manufactured manufactured homegrown as it were okay cool 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 um yeah so so fair to say i'm fair to say i'm better equipped to to kind of understand the the themes and what the what the point of this movie is than i was at the time and i and i did i did i did get through it a lot easier this time around than i did the first time around first time around i was yeah pretty pretty lost and confused it was it was sold in a weird way as well at the time it was hyped to all hell as as you say it was yeah kubrick's revered filmmaker stanley kubrick's last film he he died handing it in um yeah yeah 13 years of work um hundreds of takes 400 what did you say 400 days over 400 days um and i I, and i remember it being hyped as well that that this was you know it was a um a, a study of you know, relationship dynamics played out by two of them, by the like the most prominent couple in Hollywood. Famously married couple, so like playing married couple on screen, and um, and some pretty pretty graphic sex scenes um, for a mainstream Hollywood movie. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of shit you find on HBO, and it's it's gratuitous, and it's there because they want you to turn up for the TNA. That's it so it's 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 a bold move movie in fact it, uh, my first is, note is it, on oh, can you can you say that can you say that kubrick's just he's is stanley stanley kubrick you can't say that he's he's throwing in tna because he wants wants the crowd to turn I, I think he TNA, wants to confront you? you yeah i think yes, he, absolutely. he definitely wants to confront you with that like the movie opens on a naked nicole kidman's bum like and i've written in my notes bold move movie like come out the gate strong like that's that's a big first play like at least you basically get credit name nicole kidman and then nicole kidman stepping out of a dress and it's like wow okay that's that's how we're gonna play hey we should say we should say as well um just for context of of this exercise going through this exercise with this movie most of the time the movies that we pick are 
Hollywood movies that are attempting to be compelling stories though attempting to be yeah. compelling Hollywood movies and you can you can pick them apart on the grounds of well they made a mistake with that or that that didn't hold together well or that could have been done better or that almost was a everything weird story in, choice almost everything or in this movie story beat. well you, yeah. you gotta think a movie that's taken 13 years to make by a revered Hollywood auteur everything yes. in this movie appears the way it does because Stanley Kubrick wanted, wanted it, it to like there are yeah. no yeah. like you, you, so there are no mistakes there yeah. are no there are no i didn't know what i was doing he is a, a master filmmaker yeah um the likes of which there are very few contemporaries who would come close um or or he is oft imitated mm. seldom bested yeah and um i mean even my main man steven spielberg like he is a master filmmaker and a master storyteller even he doesn't get this close to to the kind of perfection dream that stanley kubrick was going for everything stanley did was for a reason hmm. um and so yeah he was definitely he, he definitely wasn't half-assing this or making it up as he went along like an mcg film um he he had a he had a he had a plan and he was going to execute it yeah so, so kind of you know uh, i guess digging into this the way that story is structured and the way that scenes play out in terms of how satisfying they are as a story experience like he's not he's not aiming to tell a compelling story he's 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 seeking more than that and and so yeah let's let's recognize that from the get-go we're not gonna we're not here yeah we might we're not here to say stanley kubrick bullshit (laughs) what does what does he know i don't know there's still some bold choices in this movie that make me go what the fuck was he doing but um i agree um i think i think i I can i can make fun of this movie and i think everyone else can as well but at the same time you have to recognize that uh, i think it needs to be recognized that he was definitely going for a thing and um he was making bold choices but he wasn't making uninformed unintelligent choices either that or he's the greatest conman the world's ever known and uh, he's just fooled the world and he just wanted to he just really liked seeing nicole kidman naked and wanted to film more shots of her naked <laughs> you gotta I mean, you, you gotta think that he wants and i think i think you're i think you you're right that word confronting he wants to he wants to confront the viewer he wants them to experience what bill is experiencing because he is being confronted and that's what that's what's he's he's going on this journey of self-discovery the sexy, sexy journey. Of sexy journey. So we should talk about like so. Uh, talk about the story. Spoiler alert: we're gonna we're gonna spoil everything in this movie. If you haven't <laughs> seen this the movie, fuck yet. out of this. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen it since it came out in '99, like you know, I don't know what you've been doing with your life. Yes. I don't know what kind of movies you've been watching, but you should have been watching this. So there's a um, it's it's there's a nice. So I liked it the second time around. It's um, it. Reminded me a lot of my favorite book, which is Catcher in the Rye, and in, in that it is, yeah, a journey. Is of, that your favorite book? Yeah, a journey, a journey it's, of self-discovery on on the streets of New York, kind of interest, interesting encounters that that this guy has. He's he's sent off on a on a downward spiral, uh, and he has these encounters walking around the streets and then going into various clubs and hotels, and um, he has an encounter with a prostitute um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, um similarity between this and 
and catch her in the rye. Yeah, which was which is more apparent to me this time around than it was. Um, I, in fact, I might not have even read Catcher in the Rye when I when I first saw this when I was eighteen. I'm sure, I'm sure I would have read it at school, but um, it's yes. Yeah, I so, think I saw. I think I read Catcher in the Rye about the same time as I, I read this. I went through a period of time where I was trying to read like modern classics, and I think that was started by Stanley Kubrick mm. because I had watched A Clockwork Orange. And then I wanted to go and read the book, A Clockwork Orange. Mm. And then as a result of that, I went and read Catcher in the Rye. I enjoyed A Clockwork Orange, the book, more than I enjoyed Catcher in the Rye. Just just to fly in the face of your favorite book there, Mike. Oh, Clockwork Orange, Mike, is, Clockwork Orange is great. Great book. Um, so the, the journey begins. Um, so so the Bill and Alice, Tom and Nicole, the married couple... Um, straight away and speaking of being being confronted straight away that the very first scene you see them in she is sitting on they're they're getting dolled up ready to go out and she's sitting on the toilet um yeah uh pretty and we see a a a graphic depiction of a woman peeing and uh cleaning up after herself yeah yeah which was (laughs) straight away and that's something i think in the time of netflix that's become a more common thing to see is people yeah going about that sort of business but that was very uncommon at the time yeah, I think so. I think this might be one of the first times you actually see that that sequence play out in whole. Like, it's not her sat on the toilet and then you see her at the mirror. It's her sat on the toilet, stand up, wipe herself, throw the tissue in the toilet and flush. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole sequence. So you're you're straight in there. And it's, <laughs> look, it's, it's pretty good because it tells you everything you need to know. This is, okay, this is a couple that have been together a very long time. The, and they're the, comfortable peeing they in front are, of each other. Yeah, they are 100%. <laughs> um they do everything there's, there's no mystery and left in this there's no mystery left in this in this relationship yes yeah he's a doctor too i guess as well so i i suppose there's no um there's no uh bodily functions uh left left that he hasn't experienced no. in graphic detail no that's true so they're going out they've got a daughter but the daughter's left with the babysitter they're going out to a party and they both they get separated at this party and they both wind up and having these fairly flirty encounters and they see each other having these flirty encounters as well um after the party they 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 go home again they shag um the next night or perhaps a couple of nights um you know alice has obviously been affected by this encounter that she's had this flirty encounter that she's had with this um suave older hungarian bloke uh and she's kind of (laughs) she's quite she's quite hung up on it um she um uh smoke some weed and and they they wind up in an argument about about these these two flirty encounters that they've both had and his particularly his different reading of hers from his and and there's a yeah. there's a gender thing where where his reading of his encounter is different to hers which she takes yes. umbrage at that and to get back at him she winds up revealing that she um Okay. She has a she has a very lucid fantasy about a gentleman or a young naval officer she didn't even interact with. Yeah. Um, beyond a look. But yeah, she she finds herself still hung still hung up on on this guy and on still, this young and still, naval officer and still recalling recalling this, um, and this uh, is is quite upsetting for Bill and Bill, he gets a phone call. Um, he has to go and go and visit someone who is bereaved and so and then he's out of there and that's kind of the end of the first act so that's 
that's 36 minutes um that and it's a long 36 minutes yeah you're gonna (laughs) this is going to be a recurring theme a lot of stuff in this movie takes longer than it needs to but hey that's stanley kubrick he's an auteur that's how it rolls um i i wrote down as one of my notes for the first act here fun fact this movie is so long that tom and nicole's daughter was a fetus when this movie started <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's... by the end of it she's a seven-year-old girl yeah um and i'm also surprised um uh, the other note i made uh, the other note we're sharing in the first act is um uh, he goes on to say that the pot is making her aggressive. Um, he's a shit doctor. Pot doesn't make you aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> if she had downed a fifth of vodka, maybe maybe that would be that would be the booze speaking. But yeah, yeah, she's not she's not aggressive because she's a shit because she's high on pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I like at one point he she she quizzes him about her his flirty encounter, um, and. Uh, uh, so she's she's running around with the um with the discount dos equos guy um you know i, I don't always drink beer but when i do it's dos equos um uh, and he he says that it's just a couple of models and i wrote um i mean there's a phrase i use all the time <laughs> 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 just a couple of models who are you talking to craig just a couple of models yes. <laughs> dialogue what are you doing tonight craig just a couple of models <laughs> dialogue straight out of the craig Craig. (laughs) right out of my playbook daily usage just a couple models daily phrases just (laughs) daily usage basically worn out it has no meaning to me now (laughs) (laughs) what are those what are those what are those planes planes behind you hanging up from your roof craig just Just a couple couple models So yeah, that's the first act, and and so he's called well, away because one of his patients has died, right? I guess you've got you call that the first act. It's, it's in a way, it's almost the inciting incident, right? Because the movie doesn't is. really start, and it's that argument is the is the the, is, the kickoff is what kickstarts the film. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything, until everything this up point, until all that you've point, got is build up. Yeah, it's not yeah. Un, it's not unusual for a married couple to go out and meet some meet some attractive people and then go home and chag. That's that's not oh. that's not a story how how silver foxed was that silver foxed man though like that i, I mean i'd sleep with him that it's so smooth so, so <laughs> his pack up pack up move is to down her champagne yeah yeah what a bold move like that's, that's my glass i i know it is <laughs> yeah i drink <laughs> i drink your champagne you know, go and get me another <laughs> yeah go get me another one yeah Funny that um, we were talking earlier. Um, this is off air, and, and I'll, I'll mention it now. But uh, Tom, uh, Tom, Paul Thomas Anderson, remind me to bring up Paul Thomas Anderson later. But yeah, carry why on. Why don't I? Why don't I add it to my? To my add notes. it to your list. Paul Thomas Anderson. We're going to run over time on this. This is yeah. Well, it's a long movie. It's going to be a long podcast. I'm going to add it to my list just um, in case you, you want to deprive me of my Paul Thomas Anderson. So most of the first. Okay, we'll call well for expediency's sake we'll call that the first act and then so the first half of the second act is is this um journey that journey that bill goes on the doctor so he's he starts bouncing around he goes so he goes out and he goes and visits this bereaved um uh woman who hurls herself oh, at him. and she is she is thirsty she, she yeah she jumps him oh. um within within 10 feet of her dad's corpse 
Yeah, I said weird kink lady. You de- you still warm dead father is five feet away. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, yeah. and I, and I guess that's the that starts Bill off as he's that starts him thinking now. Oh, maybe maybe I should maybe I'll feel better if I cheat on Alice. Yeah, I'll feel better if I have a sexual encounter. That's a thing I could do. With a young naval officer. To make me feel better about my wife fantasizing about yep. other men. <laughs> um, her boyfriend arrives. Mar- so Marion, the, the bereaved daughter, her boyfriend arrives. Um, and so, and uh, Bill exits. But from then on, he's, he, okay, he's out to... <laughs> He's out to find some. He's out to find some tail. He's going for a walk on the street. He gets accosted by some homophobic jocks. He does. I, I thought it was a weird flex too, because like even even while um, Bill's talking to Marion about you know her 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 boyfriend, he says, "Oh, isn't he some kind of a teacher?" And and she's like, "He's a math professor." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a weird flex both ways. Like he's just subtly nagging her her partner. <laughs> Oh, isn't he a preschool teacher? Like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> He's a math professor. Oh, 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 oh. Does he teach high school math? No, at university, dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then he meets some homophobic jocks, which I, I think is another weird flex by this movie as well. Like, I guess I guess it's impossible to, to be alive today and not know that Tom Cruise is... Um, is rather infamous for being accused of being gay like that's one of the big hollywood one of the big hollywood myths or scandals or or theories is that tom cruise is secretly gay Mm. and so you've got this stanley kubrick flexing on tom Tom cruise in a in a way that um i don't know if it was accidental or deliberate but um i i guess that's how how do you separate the art from the artist i suppose but yeah has 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 a a full-on very difficult to watch scene where where six guys um, call Tom gay for a good three minutes of screen time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird movie. Weird, weird, weird movie. Yeah, yeah. He yes. really leans into and, and the movie leans into almost every scene like that. They, they, it really, yeah. Why, why do in thirty seconds what you could do in three minutes? Yeah, exactly. Um, so after that, uh, so he's, he's on the street corner and he meets a, a prostitute. He's approached by a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, goes inside with her. Um, and to her just flat, as they're, just to her apartment. As they're getting down, as they're about to get down to business. So they arrange, they arrange a, um, a deal. A price a, a, and, a, and, and terms. A transaction. Yes. Um, a transaction um, but just as that just as he's getting into business um, he gets a phone call uh, and it's Alice and he um, gets cold feet um, pays he does. pays her her money and steps out he does I said I said he is saved by the murder roller bell <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think and, what do you think about that scene because he, he's not like <sighs> He's not seeking it out, but he's not—he's not having a—he's not having a, that shit falls not having a crisis either. He's, he's like he's not. She's not tempting him particularly. She's not having to draw him in. He's not reluctant, but he's not—he's not diving into it either. No, she literally just says, "Does he want to have some fun?" And I live right here, and that's all the—that's all the the um, the opportunity he needs. 
Yeah. Like, um, he he clearly he clearly wants to go and get up to no good, and he clearly feels like he wants revenge for his wife's uh, fictitious um, fantasy where she 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 hasn't where she hasn't done anything to be ashamed of except confess that she had a fantasy about a, a naval officer, and he's he's confronted physically by a grieving daughter um, of a dead of a dead patient um and then he within within 30 minutes of that encounter he's got a prostitute uh, um called domino um who is who's not being aggressive she's just being sweet and 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 nice and asking if he, she, he wants to come and have some fun in her apartment um and then promptly leads him inside to her apartment um and they set some terms and some conditions it's it's it just makes me think that Bill's done this before. <laughs> like this is Bill's. I think Bill has done this before. Yeah, they, it's not the sort. We don't of, get any reason in the movie to believe that he hasn't. He's. He. I don't think he does. He actually ever say, "I've never cheated on you." No, I don't, I don't think, think so. He, does. he doesn't I, seem. He doesn't seem discomforted by the situation, which you would think you would think someone would be. that would find that. He seems to know what's going on. I think he's done this before. He kind of there's, there's one point where he kind of stumbles, and this is straight out of Catcher in the Rye. Stumbles. He doesn't quite know what to ask her. He doesn't quite know how to make conversation. Right. Yeah. Maybe it is his first time then with a prostitute because, um, he, yeah, he he wants to know how this works. Yeah. And she tells him, and then he says, "I leave it up to you." And then she says, "Yeah." Or she says, "Why don't you leave it up to me?" And um, and then she asks about a price. And then he agrees to the price. Hmm. So, yeah, it's a weird scene, but yeah, it sets up for later. And so Nicole calls; he has Alice. to bail because he. F- Alice calls, and um, <laughs> yeah, um, actors and characters. Actors and characters. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> and so he leaves. And then um, he he winds up at he winds up at the jazz bar, where he's where he sees Nick Nightingale. That's right. He, yeah. He, so he's, he's he met a, a pianist when he's at this is at the, when he was at the party at the start, and he tells him to tells him to swing by this jazz jazz club where he plays. It's an old friend of his, someone he knew from medical school, who dropped yeah. out. So he goes on yeah, in, this. and they have a they have a chat, and he finds out that he's he's playing at a gig later that night so he's finishing a gig and he's got another gig to play at but it's a private party and there's there's the promise of some some freaky shit some freaky business yeah uh, some freaky business which involves um beautiful women mm-hmm. and um bill is into that he is very into that and so he's he, he's all about that so he, he he gets this password and he he convinces Nick to tell him the tell him the deets tell him the address, and then he has to but but uh, he has to get a costume and it's already like one in the morning and somehow yeah. he has to get a costume and a mask to go to this um, to go to this party, so he's off to this costume and by this point so this is about an hour in so sixty one minutes it he, sure is. he he shows up at the costume rental place. And then there's a, so he spends, it's eight minutes from there until he's in the taxi to the party. Eight minutes where he spends renting, renting a costume. 
uh, and there's there's a there's a, a fairly weird encounter. I mean, they're all fairly weird encounter right encounters, right? Um, where in this film, the, yes, they're all there is no normal interactions with anybody in yeah, this movie. The 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 costume guy, co- guy who runs the costume shop, um, while he is um, sorting out Bill with his costume, he hears a noise and he he goes into another room and he finds his daughter. Um, semi-naked with uh two, a couple of dudes two, two japanese men two two guys uh also two guys also semi-naked older men um uh, she's about and makeup and wigs she, and she's yeah, about so she, well, i don't know how old is it's lily sabiski how old is she um i think she was 15, in her late teens or 15? early 20s when this movie yeah but she she looks young yeah she, she's playing she looks like she's she's playing about yeah, 15 she, i'd say 15 16 yeah at the most yeah which is a bit of a throwback to lolita i suppose but yeah, yeah. and there's, she's there's a lolita kind of taxi driver feel to feel it feel to that yeah yeah because she's not wearing she's not she's not wearing like lingerie she's wearing underwear yeah which is plain, kind of, plain yeah. underwear but she's she's wearing makeup it's like she she's, is she she's is dolled, dolled up. up literally dolled up she looks like a doll yeah. yeah so that yeah uh, uh another, another weird encounter that, and we throw back to these we throw back to all of these encounters later on um in a way in a way that i don't know if i kind of understood what was going on the first time i watched this movie but it kind of i actually kind of like the way the way these all these scenes all hang together um mm. it's it's certainly it certainly slows the pace down to a crawl but the really does the they're all engaging in their own way I mean, so much of this movie is just like, as you said earlier, it's like odd encounter after odd encounter. That that whole scene with, I mean, the 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 bit with the daughter comes back to play it to pay itself off a little bit later. But um, that whole scene is over eight minutes long. There's a weird interaction where we find out that um, Tom Cruise was there to talk to an old patient of his who has moved, and Tom doesn't realize. Um, and now Milich, the guy who runs the place, um, uh, I forget the actor's name, um, but he um, uh, he has taken over the job of the costume hire and um, he agrees to a price. So Tom Cruise buys buys his time and effort to, to let him in and, and to rent him a costume. Um, all of that goes on. There's so much detail there that never comes back you don't need to know um and all of it could be gone and this is this movie to a t though like it's long it's deliberate it's it's teasing something out um Uh, you feel like you know these people at the end of it but at the same time none of it matters at this point he's also he's just bailed on domino yes if he he's just bailed on domino and gone to a jazz club if he just wants to get laid he knows Surely where New York has strip clubs yeah. or other prostitutes. He's, like if that's all he wants to do, he's going to a, a great deal of effort. Like to go to go from, uh you know, uh, prostitute. I'm not quite in for that, but I will absolutely go to take that opportunity. A freaky costume sex party. sex party. That is like yeah. It's it's going it's going from zero to a hundred like really fast <laughs> he yeah. takes this massive massive move for someone who 
a few hours ago wouldn't have even contemplated cheating on his wife now yeah. he is like yeah now he's going to weird sex party oh crazy crazy freaking sex party i i yeah. am i'm in and i guess that's you can you can say that okay he's 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 resisted the temptation of the 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 simple gratification but now he's now he's got a chance to to have a truly extraordinary experience and that's what that's what draws him a little bit further but yeah it's it's pretty hard and he and he goes to a lot goes to a lot of trouble and and the, and you sh- and that's the thing you we observe all the trouble he doesn't just show up at the tech show up at the party with a costume and then tell us about the and, trouble and, and, and let, he shows us the let, trouble let you kind of infer wow he went to a lot of trouble to get go and get that costume how many costume places are open at 1 a.m in new york city None. no we <laughs> we see it all yeah and so um so the next uh 20 minutes or so the party party goes for about 22 22 minutes 68 to 90 um is is just the sequence at the party and it's the most it's the most memorable part of the movie for the 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 yeah the gratuitousness of it um i mean it's it's the uh, gosh it must have taken them an absolute eternity to film it is so complex i hope they didn't film it in winter it would have been cold (laughs) yeah a lot of a lot of cold ladies all the men a lot of cold naked ladies men all rugged up nice and warm you get a few you get a few men you get a few naked dudes but um, it's mostly women it's it's female flesh on display yeah yeah um Um, so he so he he uses the password uh he gets into the party um there's there's a few kind of a few looks at him from so everybody's wearing masks but there are he's observed and 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 as the as the party goes on it becomes more obvious that he is he has been found out that he doesn't belong um and eventually one of the so one of the one of the ladies as the as the as the 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 sex is kicking off one of the ladies takes him aside and takes and says to him you need you need to leave you don't belong here you're yeah you don't belong you're in danger danger. Mm. um she's taken away and he he doesn't take that advice Uh, and you get a you get a bit of a a bit of a sequence where he's walking through and and observing observing Mm. this um well yeah observing the the activity the weird sex party yeah <laughs> and then he, i um and, and, and i one, made a and, note and, at this point and I, I said um the note was um so the the caveat is they've got nick nightingale the the gentleman that we met at the, the original party at ziggler's house uh, and the guy at the jazz bar and he's playing he's playing um atmospheric music um at this weird sex party and I wrote down, surely Evangelist City CD achieves the same effect. <laughs> <laughs> Just you want you want some weird synthesizer music at your party? Just Evangelist CD hit random and, and go. That, yeah, that was a thing in 1999. Recorded music <laughs> was around. Recorded music was definitely around. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, How rich are you that like you have to have live music played? So he gets it. He, he's he's about to get a chance to to participate. He's invited to actually participate in in, in the orgy, and he um, but he is taken us. He's taken aside, um, 
and by a mysterious woman, and he and he's t- and he's taken he's taken away, and then and then he is he is discovered. It is it is revealed that they he's back down in the area where the ceremony took place, and now now there is a kind of an accusation, a tr- a, tr- a trial, in a sense. Um, they ask him for the other password, the house password. He doesn't know that. He has to take off his mask, and then the lady who was warning him offers herself as a sacrifice in his place to mm. um, make up for his his indiscretion for his error. Um, that's right, and that's that's accepted, and and she's taken away, and he leaves. Um, and yeah, that's, so that's about and he leaves. That's about well, he's ejected from the party. He's ejected, yeah. So that's about ninety minutes, about ninety minutes through the movie. So you're about halfway at that point, oh, um, and he's and he's halfway. home again. He's home yeah. again. He gets he gets home with his costume. Um, he has another encounter with Alice. It doesn't go any better than the first. Um, no, she's been she's um, she's, she's asleep. She's, she's been having a dream. Dreams. She's laughing in her sleep. Um, he wakes her up and she tells him about the dream and the dream. I, I mean, these two scenes are almost interchangeable. The two, these two Alice scenes, um, she, she, yeah, it, it reinforces um, the effect of, of her first revelation to him. Yeah, we keep having graphic flashbacks as well of her reliving the fantasy. So I think um, back at about the the one hour and nine minute mark, we had one, and I wrote down Nicola's nude for at least half of the time that she is on screen because she is basically the um every time we see her at this point um it's another it's another flashback that that uh bill is having um upon the 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 uh the story that um nicole i forget the character's name alice she's she's told him so he keeps we keep and i presumably bill keeps having these graphic flashbacks where he's imagining the sex the imaginary sex between Alice and the young naval officer. Mm. Um, but yeah, at this point, Nicole, he comes home to find her laughing, thinks she's having a nightmare and wakes her up and then gets her to confess the weird kinky dream that she was having. A lot of kinky dreams in this. Yeah. And, um, so now not only has she had a fantasy about a naval officer, she's had a dream about a naval officer. A naval officer. At no point yeah. has she actually cheated Done on Done anything. No. That she's we know had, of. She's had a fantasy and she's had a dream. Dream, yep. for some reason, comes across worse than the fantasy. I mean, the fantasy you're at least conscious for. There's not much. Yeah, but dreams it, happen to you. That I mean, yeah. you having a fantasy is you imagining it and then inventing the storyline and coming up with the narrative on the yeah. movie screen in your head. You're not. Cul- a dream happens to you. You're not culpable for for a dream, but somehow the dream is the no. raising of the stakes. It almost feels like they should have been the other way around almost yeah i had a weird dream and then she goes oh well actually i do have this reoccurring fantasy but anyway i the, thought it the was dream is, the dream that, is somehow um, more it's like it's more affecting on on bill because of the uh, particularly so she's indulging she's dreaming about about having sex with lots of men essentially just essentially being just giving herself well, just to, giving herself to a the, crowd the a scene, crowd right? of men and and yeah. she's, but she she describes laughing at Bill while she is doing this. Yeah, while she is doing it, a, um, it's kind of echoing the 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 party scene that he's just been to, right? So he's now imagining her as one of the masked women at that party, mm. um, at, ha, you know, being taken by all those those men. Um, yeah, so I guess that's just 
yeah it's just that echoing of of that scene. yeah this this film has a lot of callbacks yeah where he, he a lot of echoing and he has been he has had the opportunity to be the to be the man in that dream scenario and that's a, yeah 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 and, and indulging in a, in a in a woman and he he may very well have indulged had he had not been ejected for not knowing that the there was a house password um I, i'm i'm disappointed because it, I would have just said the, the, the house password. Oh, well, the house password is fuck you, Jack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about dim apples? But yeah, no, he, <laughs> he's just like, I don't know. I don't know what the password is. Didn't, um, didn't get the memo on the house password. <laughs> house password? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just surprised he didn't, didn't just, you know, throw out some other classical music M- reference. Um, oh, uh, uh blue danube that's that's what the house password is yeah. might have gone straight to my spam folder <laughs> yeah i i wrote down these people are going to be really upset when twitter gets invented because you know that's the end of their crazy sex parties uh, the mobile the smartphone yeah. is going to ruin smartphone, their day smartphone is, is a real problem for crazy sex parties um oh my god so so yeah. he goes so he's out so he's out again after so that he has the second this the second kind of a raising of the stakes and the kind of humiliation of of the way Alice, uh, the demeaning way Alice thinks about him. Um, but now he is he's on the hunt to try and find out. He's, there's there's a bit of a um, so he does, there's a uh, two stories kind of intertwined in this in the second half of the movie. One is him trying to find out what's happened to Nick and to the girl. Um, so there's a kind of detective story. Um, yeah. and there's about, so there's about 20 minutes of that. Uh, um, he's trying to track down Nick. He goes to the hotel where Nick lives and he finds out that he was ejected well, from the hotel he, by a couple of heavies. This all takes, he it just goes without saying this all takes much longer than it needs to. Um, and I won't go into really all the detail does. cause we're already at 45 minutes. Um, he, he, he also, he also goes back and tries to hit up Marion. Um, like he calls Marion yeah, presumably to to try and get it on like okay you love me so much let's let's do this lady yeah he, he goes and tracks her down um because seemingly like you said earlier he ups the stakes and now now he really wants to have a sexual encounter so he goes um first he tries marion on and then um math professor guy does a really effective cock blocking for him there and so he realizes that door is shut to him um i wrote down at at one hour 56 how fragile is this guy's ego because um, he's he's being confronted with something, I guess, like we are, and uh, and and now he now he needs to prove he's the big guy. Yeah. Now he needs to prove that he's the sexual dynamo. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then and then he's like, "Damn it, I'm gonna go find Domino." Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go seek that out. Back to Domino, takes her a little, takes her a little something. Um, she's not around. He has a chat to the the roommate to who was equally Sally. equally up for it. Oh, she is so so thirsty. Yeah, like she is she is down the moment he walks through the door. Like I'm into this. He's a nice guy. He's a doctor. This is New York. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My roommate said he was nice. Yeah, and it's also interesting to note that like um, I mean Nicole, the casting of Nicole, um, I'm sure was accidental more than anything else because you know they probably wanted Tom Cruise, but Nicole Kidman is is so pretty in this like she is so glamorous in this movie that every other beautiful woman in this film feels like a runner-up in a beauty pageant next to next to nicole kidman Hmm. um and and even the actress who plays 
Sally. Like all of the other women in this film are gorgeous, but all of them are, are, are also Rans compared to, to Nicole Kidman, objectively, um, or subjectively, I guess. But I, I think that's interesting. So yeah, he's he's definitely it's not about it's not about desire or wanting yeah. something beautiful. It's just about it's about power yeah. and it's about uh, revenge. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's, so the, it's at this point in the movie I wrote, this movie is basically a sexy version of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, he's now he's going back and he's finding out what would have happened if he yeah. if, if he'd had any of these encounters. Um, so Sally mm. reveals that that Domino just that morning has gotten the news that she's HIV positive, um, mm-hmm. which um, is a bit of a, a bit of a boner killer for, um, <laughs> uh, for, for Bill, both of them. Uh, for both yeah. of them. Um, yeah. And we also find out that the costume guy, um, Milich, uh, when he returns his, uh, we, we, he returns his costume and um, he's lost the mask. Um, and we, we see, um, that the, the, whatever, whatever, um, confrontation or conflict that was going to happen between Milich, the two, the two businessmen and his daughter has been seemingly resolved, um, because now Milich is effectively pimping his daughter. Yeah. 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 I wondered if they're implying that the whole thing, like that, those guys actually have, they have like the being caught as part of the part of the fantasy i thought it was because the um the room the room that he catches them in locks from the outside Mm. so it feels like that was part of the 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 gambit all along was Mm. like get get them in the room with the underage girl and then lock the door Mm. and and now you'll be here until the police turn up yeah what a scam yeah yeah um unless you've got money (laughs) in which case we can cut a deal so at this point so yeah the movie clicks over the two hour mark and um uh yeah essentially the yeah the hiv positive news kind of puts a, a puts a, a a bookends that story of him trying to get laid he's now uh, he doesn't he doesn't pursue any more any more sex with anyone all of those all of those doors have now closed um mm. and it's it becomes just about that detective story about what's happened to nick and to the girl and and is he yeah. is bill safe or is or is he still in trouble because he's being followed um that's right um so um uh, some business he buys ha- a newspaper some business he buys a newspaper that has the headline lucky to be alive <laughs> as the headline yes um yeah there's, there's there's a bit of business uh, that i'll skip over but if he gets a phone call from the guy who hosted the party at the very beginning harry ziegler victor yeah um and he, oh victor he's um he reveals pretty he reveals pretty well i say pretty soon there's a good three minutes that didn't really need to be there of conversation about scotch and eventually he reveals that that he um he was at he was at the sex party um he, he saw what happened to bill um he knows he knows what's going on um it's not it's not a hundred percent clear why he is explaining this or like there's it's quite kind of anticlimactic because you feel like they're building up to some sort of resolution um of, yeah, of, of, of what's conflict, actually happened but... to these what's actually happened to these people uh, uh but but all all victor does is reveal that yeah nick yeah he got he got sent away he got sent put on a plane and sent home to be with his family in seattle um 
and um, the girl. Um, uh, yes, who we've previously the- established um, in the very first party scene. She's the girl because um, Bill finds a woman in the morgue. Um, he establishes that that's the the woman he meets in the very first scene. We didn't mention it at the top of the hour, but um, Bill is brought up to Harry's room. Uh, bathroom to find a, um, a, a a very naked woman um, seemingly suffering some kind of an overdose and then it, it is established later that the woman at the morgue is the same woman that Bill has met earlier in the film and it's 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 strongly it's she's marked so you can really only go on her on her on her naked form to guide you but it's the same woman at the party so it's the, the this mysterious woman um, who who doesn't have her own speaking voice because they dub her out with Kate Blanchett? Um, Is that Kate cameo Blanchett? appearance? But yeah, Kate Blanchett oh. um, cameo. She does the voice for the for the mysterious woman. Oh, right. So um, I I don't even think it, in 1999 she was Kate Blanchett. I think she was just like someone with a nice speaking voice. Hmm. Um, so she, uh, she and did, we established um, that she played Galadriel. Oh, that would have been about 99. Yeah, I guess. That. Yeah. Yeah, quite right. Yeah, uh, and she would have been an Elizabeth about the same time or two years earlier. Mm. So yeah, or or earlier that year. So I think this was Kate Blanchett's breakout year. Mm. So oh, and she would have been in in the talented Mr. Ripley about this time. So mm. it was a year. Mm. What a year for Kate Blanchett. Yep. Um, and so yeah, then Harry basically says. You know, she was a drug addict and she overdosed. That's what drug addicts do. Yeah. Um, and you should stop looking because there's some very powerful people at that kinky sex party and they don't want you knowing of that they're at kinky sex parties because sex is kinky. Yeah. Hmm. But he knows who they all are. Yeah. He knows who they all are, clearly. Uh, I love that he asks, he asks Bill, what the hell were you doing? And I had to write down, having a perv, obviously. <laughs> so... <laughs> Getting like, what do you think he's doing there, Harry? <laughs> Getting freaky. Getting freaky. <laughs> Getting my freak on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that all that all takes place. That takes about fifteen minutes. That that scene. And then, sure does. Um. Uh. Um. Bill's home again. Um. The mask is on the bed. Um, yeah. And and Alice's Alice is asleep next to the mask. Um, Bill breaks down crying and says he will tell her everything. Yeah. Um, he wakes her up and says, I'll tell you everything. And then uh, the next next thing we know, they are... Uh, oh, it's the next morning. Walking around the toy store. It's the, it's the next morning. Uh, they've obviously, yeah. they've been talking. Um, oh, she's been crying. Right before the toy store. Um, yeah. It's the only, I think the only scene in the movie where you don't see her in tremendous makeup. The only scene where she looks rough semi-normal yeah yeah um yeah um rough but they need Nicole to Nicole Kibben on her roughest day um is still better than both you and I combined <laughs> on our best <laughs> <laughs> um they do the the reality of having a having a child kicks and they do they have promised to take their daughter Christmas shopping and so they do that um they and then they there's there's a kind of there's a kind of resolution as they're walking around uh Christmas shopping um, what observing their daughter kind of admiring all these toys there's a bit of a Barbie product placement um and then, sure is and, <laughs> I'm and, sure I'm sure Mattel were super enthusiastic <laughs> about their their toy being yeah. featured in this movie we, here's a movie with a whole bunch of naked women 
that are being paraded around as objects and scenery. Oh, and uh, here's the association to Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Love it. Um, Nicole, uh, I'm doing it now. Um, Alice says um, she, feels, she feels grateful to have survived their adventures, real or in dream. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that she is awake. It's also now. She, important to note: she hasn't done anything yet. No, she hasn't acted on any of these fantasies. She hasn't gone out and sought um, extramarital affair. No, she's done nothing. All she's done is confessed to having a fantasy and to having a sexy dream. Yeah, that's it. He's a dick. <laughs> um, uh, she's reluctant to commit to to being together forever. She finds that frightening, but but there's a there's a resolution as a happy ending to a degree happy um, ending <laughs> where you, you sense that the, the he's moved he's moved beyond this crisis again there's a I keep coming back to catcher in the rye catcher in the rye there's there's a, a little kind of coda with catcher in the rye where he's, he's he's writing the last chapter it's only a page long it's it's kind of from a mental hospital but he says he's going to there's a feeling that he's going to be okay and this almost feels like that where uh it's it's not it's not happy by any means but um it leaves there's a note there's a note of optimism in comparison to the wild pessimism um that you've just endured for the previous two and a half hours well she they they end the film here by nicole kidman kind of barreling down the camera and and going well we're gonna have to fuck yes like that's the the last line of this movie is is like nicole kidman saying we're gonna have sex yeah so yeah not yeah she doesn't say make love she doesn't say sex she says fuck yeah because yeah um and i i wrote down here at two hours and 33 minutes that by forever she meant about three more months (laughs) (laughs) Because I think Tom and Nicole broke up about about six uh, about a year after this film came out. Uh, right. So yeah, it killed Stanley and it and it ended their marriage. Apparently, she reached the. He's got an age, doesn't he? When they when his wives reach a certain age, he leaves. Oh, them. and then he divorces them. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, there's a photo of her coming. It's widely believed it, uh, of of her. I mean Nicole. There's a photo of Nicole coming out of what is widely believed to be the divorce settlement meeting and she's basically just jumping up and down for joy <laughs> on the spot and she's like she's clearly very happy and and people at home can't see me sort of raising my hands and face to the sky and um in in extreme happiness because uh, she um she got a, a pretty good deal out of the divorce mm. so yeah so uh, it's was- interesting movie for someone at the at the twilight of their career to make when you, you kind of clint eastwood at the stage of his career was making movies about death and legacies and that sort of stuff he was making revisionist revisionist westerns by this point so he was doing unbreakable and uh, not unbreakable um uh unforgiven unforgiven yeah yeah unforgiven um where it it is an interesting movie for, for for stanley to be making yeah a kind of crisis of crisis of sexual um, not sexual confidence in fact that's one thing they never do in this and there's never there's no kind of failure to get it up 
moment. No, it's not like he's on he's on um, Viagra or anything. Yeah, like that's not the problem. And it's clear that they have a healthy sex life. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I, I don't know. I guess it's presume. more of a more of a marital. It's a marital crisis, right? But but one partner in the marriage is only in the movie for about three scenes. Yeah. And and most of the scenes that she's in, she's naked. Yeah, or in or in see through. Glammed up to underwear. the nines. I'm I'm a I'm a glamazon. Um, absolutely gorgeous, Nicole Kidman. Mm. Yeah, made up. Yeah, she's she's a goddess amongst uh, ugly mortals. Mm. But yeah. I suppose this it, movie, man. I suppose it's not for us to comment on the on the the kind of the gender politics of of that. I don't know. I'd, of I'd, that we dynamic. We we, I'd be interested to get a female guest in here to, <laughs> to, to talk hear what about they, they think about it. Talk about that that perspective. I, I think from, I mean, I, I think by modern standards, this is this is a hard film because it is all about the male gaze. Um, those all of the women uh, we see, there's a lot of naked women in this movie, and um, very few naked men. It, the 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 camera, the camera captures those women in a very glamorous way, um, and it is. I, we talked about this off air, but we we're talking about whether it was gratuitous and uh it's not it's not gratuitous in the same way that say like an american pie film is gratuitous um where it's nudity for the sake of nudity but it is definitely very confronting and um that we've used that word plenty by this point but it seemingly is designed to confront the audience or designed to be challenging for the audience and as we said earlier, Stanley never did anything without a reason. He wanted to elicit some reaction. I mean, this is the guy who made Lolita, um, a book a book that was widely considered to be unfilmable, and he filmed it and made it art house somehow. Hmm. Um, and I mean, that's that's a challenging film now. It's it's perhaps even more challenging now than it was when it came out. Mm. I um, Clockwork Orange has yeah. multiple scenes of rape. Yep, gratuitous. Um, and but I mean, again, it's not it's not gratuitous. It has a very it has a very distinct purpose, um, and it doesn't glamorize the rape. At no point does it make the rape sexy. It's mm. it's it's meant to be confronting and challenging it's meant it's meant to make you feel uneasy um and this is the same but yeah i i can't and thankfully can't comment on how i feel about this as a woman um because i i i can't imagine i'd feel particularly good about it i don't know i th- i just this, think this it's, it's, uh, alice's alice's character I mean, yeah, we've we've talked about the fact that she, um, she generates this huge this huge crisis and this this crisis of her, of her marriage, um, yeah, crisis for her child, from having a dream and having a fantasy about having an affair. Mm. Maybe in the hands of a lesser director, um, it would have just been, I mean. You could have just you could you could have just 
she does still come out of this with a agency like she is never mm. not in control of her destiny she definitely comes out of this and this is what i'm going to do and, and and this is the thing that i've i've got and here's the fantasy i've had um and this is what i was going to do um there's a certain but, there's a certain scorn uh, and uh, um, emasculating way that she she describes the fantasy to him. She does. It's, 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 yeah. She's doing it. She's describing it to him to hurt him. Yeah, she's doing it. She's doing it with with malice. Yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because you know, um, I don't know. And she's pretty. She's I, pretty. She gets pretty close with with mr hungarian dude as well she does like um it's only because i mean she's had a couple of glasses of champers but um she seems into it and at the same time uh tom gets pretty close with the models as well until he's called saved by harry ziggler's ODing friend that's true she um, she actually she breaks off with the hungarian where he is he is stopped to by yeah. by the doorman to go and help his help his friend yeah so yeah and then um tom actually says to what well, tom sorry bill says to the characters um to the models that to be continued or something to that effect mm. um and so like i think i think tom's done that before i think tom has um had um extramarital affairs and uh, nicole is the is the virtuous one but I mean she's a strong character at no point is 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 the story happening to her she is she is the protagonist in her own story um although the 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 camera gaze on her is 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 very male um driven like um yeah it is definitely the male gaze that is looking at her um uh gosh even 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 her going to the bathroom is shot as a sexy scene mm. like she is doled up as a supermodel would be um she's the only she's the only one who you see spending any time with the daughter i think bill has one interaction with the daughter to tell her she's doing well yeah. with her homework and, and that comes in and kisses her on the head yeah, that's that's yeah. his only that's the only interaction you see them have where yeah um Alice's Alice is scene and almost all of the cutaways that you have while Bill is on his adventure that you cut away to Alice from time to time to see what she's up to and she's often looking after the daughter mm. yeah that's all she does is she sits around the house she had a job as an, at an art gallery but it went bust so she doesn't have a job mm. Mm. um so so what about Bill's character oh tom is a dick like bill is, a, is an absolute asshole there's, I, I think he's fairly irredeemable isn't he there's very you never, you're not really given any reason to like him other than that he is no. handsome and rich he's handsome and rich and he's a doctor i can't That's i it. can't he's, he's, a, he's apart from apart from being a doctor and doing his job looking after sick people I, I don't know if he does anything especially kind okay he pays domino even though he doesn't bang her mm. That's he, he makes a house call to visit his sick patient who's who's died pain pain uh, painlessly in his sleep mm. Mm. and he and he goes and helps the he goes and helps harry ziggler and his ODing friend out um and that's about it but he doesn't have a save the cat moment at no point do you no. at no point do you feel like he's a good person 
he's he's not kind of he doesn't display a lot of charm he's not funny he's no just kind of he's handsome and handsome and dull humorless yeah exactly yeah that's right he's he's, humorless he's quite um he's uh, staccato he's quite neutral yeah yeah in fact in fact the performance the performance is it's always on edge um it there's always an element of like this is strained um and I, i suspect that might be the shooting style of stanley kubrick that does this to actors but yeah, there's um, there's almost a, very... a there's almost a Christian Bale in American Psycho kind of yeah um, vibe tone to tone to the mm. performance. He's, he's, he's like he's there's nothing there. Yeah, I think I think that Christian. I th- also, I wonder if like um, Tom. I think Tom is the wrong actor for this film as well. Yeah, um, I like I like Tom Cruise a lot, um, and he is a weird he is a weird and wacky guy. He's got some weird religious beliefs, um, and uh, and he's he's just odd. And I'm sure um, the very little I've I've actually read about Tom or heard about Tom in his films from this era, he was an odd guy. Um, but he's a he's a compelling action star and he's a compelling actor. I think someone like a Christian Bale in this role works better. Yeah. Um, I think he. Um, I know that Stanley Kubrick specifically went out to try and get a married actor couple because he wanted them to be intimate and to appear intimate in this film and he felt the only way he was going to get that was from an, a married couple um but i think yeah i think tom is the wrong actor for this film hmm. i think i think someone like a christian bale would have worked a lot better um tom is too affable uh he is too nice um and i think this film needs a harder edged actor um i think yeah I hadn't thought of it until you mentioned it. Yeah, but Christian Bale at this time would have been mm. perfect. I had I had Javier Bardem in my head for some reason. Oh yes, I was, someone, oh, yes. someone with a bit more mystique. Yes, 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 yes. Tom Cruise. I can he's see got that. Just all American, big smile, big teeth. Yep, big teeth, um, big smile. Um, all five foot seven of them. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, I wondered if someone someone with a bit more range, and then and then some of those. Uh, I think they went with him because he was good looking, right? Yeah. Like he's. I think that's. I think that's why they cast him. Well, he's, yeah, um, he's, meant, but, he's meant to have that, and that that, that in turn makes it. I mean, and I've I've said this about other movies we've watched before, where it is kind of sometimes it's hard to um, empathise with the with the the handsome, wealthy, um, <laughs> wealthy protagonist, protagonist with film. this <laughs> this mansion of an apartment. Uh, um, oh my god! What is it? Central Park West. <laughs> Yeah, they describe it as Central Park West. Yeah. A wife with supermodel <laughs> good looks. Oh my god! Oh, and yep. she th- oh, and she thought about cheating on you one time. Oh, yeah, with a with man. a naval I officer. Wanna, I want to watch you have oh, a crisis no. about that for two hours. Oh, I feel like that's the I biggest thing in his life is that his wife's his wife's had uh, told him about a fantasy she, she's had. <laughs> uh, hello, Tom. She's human. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Cool. Tell me about your fantasy. Do you need me to dress up in an officer in a, in a naval officer's uniform? Yeah. I know a really, yeah. really sweet costume guy. He's open at all hours. <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe he's that's... bound to have a uh, an officer and a gentleman section in yeah. that place. Uh, seemingly, could, he's all about. Yeah, okay, I could show you a, show you a really good movie. Where... <laughs> 
Maybe, maybe, really that, and maybe that's... the jacket from when I was a naval when I was a naval flyer from a film I did a few years ago. Let's get into this. Maybe that's what happens next. <laughs> that's the the next day. So uh, yeah. So what Alice... happens next is she leaves his dusty ass. Like, what an <laughs> asshole! Like she's just like, hold on, I can get this apartment and the kid, and you can just fuck off. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Holy shit, she is gone. Gone, gone, gone. <laughs> yeah, that naval officer is still out there, Alice. That naval officer is out there, man. He's, he's looking sharp. He's looking good. He's, he's got one. He's in, looking he's, good. He's got one in every port. One of them could be you. <laughs> <laughs> but Nicole trumps them all. Oh my god, this movie. Um, I mean, it's so deliberate. Everything about it is absolutely deliberate, um, and it's all your classic Stanley stanley shots i mean you've got the parallel walls and you've got the steady cam shots and um you've got the 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 three-way conflict you've got um tom versus nicole uh sorry bill versus alice versus the um the weird illuminati sex party crowd um you've got um the the deliberate the deliberate and um pained acting style uh, where everyone feels like they've just done it for the 200th time because they probably have um, you've got uh, trouble not troubled production deliberate painstaking slow productions um, everyone in this movie absolutely everyone including Sidney Pollack who is in himself a famous director um, would have jumped at the opportunity to be in a uh, stanley kubrick film one of the notes i had here is from two hours and 30 in the kids section um there's a there's a dude with um bubble guns and he's he's shooting bubbles Mm. over the crowd of people and he would have had i'm sure that that extra would have had four years of drama school and he was like oh i'm in a stanley kubrick movie i I went and tried to find him to see if it was like a, a young a young somebody famous later but no couldn't find them but so. i reckon i did recognize the hotel concierge as we oh Kate, yeah Caitlin and i watched the good wife um uh like three seasons of the good wife a year or two right. ago and the concierge is the the um the pr slimy pr guy eli gould is the slimy pr guy yeah yeah so oh, I, had to I, lo- I had to lock him up alan, to pack it's, him. it's alan coming yeah yeah. yeah 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 go on to play nightcrawler a few years later in in, in x-men 2 oh did he that's alan coming yeah oh, right yeah so everybody in this and i mean there's there's weird cameo well not even cameos but there's there's big name actors um in small throwaway parts i mean that's the kind of level you're talking about when you're dealing with the stanley kubrick movie yeah and we talked about um, quentin tarantino has the same has the same effect he will yes. draw he will draw a cast just to be in to be in one his scene. movie yeah 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 he'll get he'll get a um a kurt russell to be in one to be a director in one shot mm. like that's yeah and we we're talking earlier like there's there's very few people working today um these sort of art auteurs like we were saying off air that this was this was like a 70s movie like an introspective was your word um deliberate um slow paced nothing happening art house film released by a major studio Mm. and there's nobody else out there today like this is probably the last 
one of the last of these kinds of films. And um, I told you to remind me to come back to Paul Thomas Anderson. There are there are people making these kinds of movies today, um, but they're like Paul Thomas Anderson or Denise um, Dennis Villeneuve. Um, he did the the latest Blade Runner film. Mm. Um, he's doing the Dune movie coming out. Like the, these are the kind of people that have picked up the Stanley Kubrick torch and are, are charging forward. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, both of those guys work a lot out of Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers is still in the business of making um, high concept art house cinema mm. um whereas nobody else is which is interesting mm. what a film okay <laughs> what's your call how is this a christmas movie again is it just happens at christmas christmas movie oh it's a christmas miracle <laughs> christmas miracle santa comes yes. And uh, did goes was to Santa a coming at the, at the weird kinky sex party? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's Christmas trees. Oh my god, yeah, there's totally, gift giving, totally Christmassy. <laughs> was there any? I um, I thought one of the other things that was funny out of this is like uh, Chris Isaac, baby did a bad, bad thing, uh, that re entered the charts because of this film. So it's the fir- it's the only piece of um, non-classical music or non-score, uh, um, non-classical uh, music or film score music in this film is pretty much Chris Isaac singing Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing. And that plays over the, the sex scene or uh, after the party when Tom and Nicole are getting it on. Um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the very, in the very um, what's the word? A narcissistic sex scene where they're both looking at each other in the mirror <laughs> looking at themselves in the mirror um voyeuristic uh, and yeah um and chris isaac's single uh, that single re-entered the charts as because of this film baby did a bad bad thing okay great song good to know yeah um <laughs> good song. so what's he what's he call is uh, is this verging on greatness <clears throat> it's almost too big it's almost too big not to be right it's the fact that the fact that we've spent how long have we spent now talking about this an hour and 17 and i could probably talk for another 45 minutes about the nuance of this film hmm. um, and complain complain and praise I, I think it's greatness it's it's certainly it's certainly flawed but it's intentionally flawed it's not accidental there's nothing accidental about this movie everything is exactly what it was meant to be mm. it's it's hard to watch but that doesn't mean it's not it's great it's very hard to watch you said you said you had to watch it in two parts yeah i just i i uh yeah just that's just just because of the length and filling it in around my around my weekend it's not because i kind of had to take a break from it and take a breath and watch I something sat, light i sat down to watch this on friday night and when i saw the runtime in the seek bar i was like Oh, <laughs> damn near three hours of this. Good God! All right. Okay, Very we good. should wrap this up. We've talked talked for long enough. Um, oh yeah, well yeah. Happy holidays, y'all. Yeah, have a like have a merry Christmas, everybody. Um, we'd love to hear from you uh, about movies we should do in the new year. Um, I think we've got a we've we've got one of someone's requested it again. I think someone really really wants to do a sequel to a film we've already done. Yes, um, yep. We're we're going to make that one happen next. I think. 
Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> okay, well. Thanks, Craig. Happy happy holidays, you, Mike. Yeah, you have a happy 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 <laughs> have a happy holiday yourself. Oh, thank you, mate. Thank you. Um, I think I'll move house. Very good. <laughs> Excellent. All right. <laughs> so that sounds relaxing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's how I like to spend my holidays. Stressed out. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Very good. All right. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thank you.